The other day, I came across an Instagram profile slash it was sent to me, and it was a post about bisexual lighting, which I am super into the idea of. And as I got further into this rabbit hole, I have discovered the depths of Wikipedia Instagram page, which is where that post came from. And I am very excited to have Annie join the podcast. Afternoon podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? Great, I'm doing good. This is the Hacker Noon Podcast and my name is Amy Tom. Welcome everybody, thank you for joining. So today I wanna get into more about your Instagram page. First, can you tell me what the premise is, what it's about and when you started it? Absolutely, so I was a sophomore in college when COVID happened. And so staying at home left me with a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. And it was like the stage where everyone was baking bread, making projects, like retiling their bathroom. And I just decided to start documenting weird Wikipedia articles on Instagram. It's been done before. There's a subreddit. There's like a small Facebook group, but I feel like finding things that are like short enough to be shareable and like weird enough to be super interesting hadn't really been done in this way on Instagram. And so Mm -hmm. I was super excited, like over the course of the pandemic, it really took off and now it's my life. So I just like every day will post things like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some good ones. Trout tickling, you can tickle trout and send them into a trance, the whole Wikipedia article about it. Desire paths, when people like don't use the sidewalk and instead make their own trails that are more direct. There's a name for it. There was a straw hat riot when people wore straw hats in 1922 past the day that they were like socially acceptable and people died. So I really just like finding like weird corners of Wikipedia, like celebrating what I think is the best website on the internet. And I'm so glad that 360 something thousand people on Instagram like it too. Yeah, okay, this is wild because you have grown the page so much. So you started posting early 2020 then-ish? April 2020. Yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. wow. So it has grown like crazy. Was there a particular post or moment that really accelerated your growth? That's a good question. I think that the early days of Instagram pages that eventually become viral are always like really interesting to hear mm-hmm. about because I like now follow a formula like I post things that are very interesting or weird and then I just let people comment and whatever but back then I didn't really have as much of a formula so I would sometimes post things that were more boring or dry like I just didn't really care I didn't really have an audience I remember one post that did do really well was a picture of a cow named Emily who was famous for like escaping slaughter and running around and a newspaper reported that she was seen running with the that one went around and then this influencer <laughs> named Caroline Calloway shared some of my posts so I got a bunch of followers from that and since then it's been like pretty steady exponential growth yeah okay that's crazy i have so many questions about the depths of wikipedia and <laughs> what do you have a favorite page on wikipedia Okay, that's such a hard question. Like, they're all my favorite, but my favorite picture slash caption is this cow. It's in the cow tipping article, and the caption is, a cow lying on her side is not paralyzed. She can rise whenever she chooses. 
I liked it because it felt very like the epitome of the early quarantine mindset. Yes. But there's so many good articles. Wait, do you also love cows? I do. I've mentioned cows <laughs> twice. Like, I do really okay, like yes, cows. I, I promise I'm not cows. obsessed. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with cows. This is great. I love cows. They're the, they're the best. They're so good. I, they're so they're soft. They are really cute, actually, in person, I feel. They're just the best. I love them. What other exciting cow facts do you have for me, then? Oh, my gosh. Off the top of my head, you're really putting me on the spot here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, so I told you about the cow tipping article, which is really interesting. Emily the cow who escaped slaughter was really cool. Shoot, I don't have anything great off the top of my head, but give me another topic and I can try my best. (laughs) Damn, I just think that there's probably so many wikipedia pages about cows that exists and this is why like your instagram page like really blows my mind because like when you just really think about this like the amount of wikipedia pages that exists it's really blowing my mind it's crazy how many do you know how many there are oh my gosh okay sorry so there is a page that's called list of individual bovines that describes like list all the individual cows that were important enough to get their own wikipedia page <laughs> i'm looking through them right now and it's crazy there's this one named code blue who was a bucking bull there's uh grady the cow who was stuck inside a storage silo on a farm and gotten the news <laughs> for that um here's one with a funny name Elm Farm Ollie, the first cow to fly in an airplane. Oh my gosh. Oh, so wow. This is like kind of an amazing page, a list of individual bovines. <laughs> Cows are the best, man. I feel Someone like someone needs to have a depth so like to- tragic. Like they always look sad. Yes. I am harsh advocating now for you to create a depths of cow wikipedia page (laughs) which is just about cows yes because how niche would that be i'm so sorry i'm having these like technical difficulties right now where um where freezing up keep starting yeah i feel it too okay it's okay we can edit this i can't even hear you now audio Oh, I can hear you. Okay, can you hear me? I'm going to try to disable yep. Siri because maybe it's something with the mic, but I mm. can't get Siri to stop. She's just keeps talking to me, so I'm so sorry about that. No I think I just turned her off. I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, totally fine. We'll just cut it up. That's why we right. have an editor. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So... I wanted to ask you then about creating a niche Instagram page. How niche do you think would be too niche? You know what I mean? Because your Instagram page is, it is pretty niche in the sense of Instagram page is like what kind of content you're posting, but it has so many different facets of like interests that you could target. How do you decide what is too specific or are, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I think that like, deciding what to post is something that I've definitely gotten better at Mm -hmm. over the year and a half because 
for things to be like appealing for a viewer, they have to be at least in some sense relatable to their life. Like people aren't going to share something on their story if it's just like a mildly interesting fact, but people do really like to share things that allow them to say, this is so me. So like the Mm -hmm. desire path, the idea of like, it's just such a human thing. Like you don't use the sidewalk because there's a faster way and eventually you make your own trail. There's something kind of poetic in that. And I think people like that aspect. There's like this like relatable part of it. Also posts with animals tend to do really well. Like things that are Mm -hmm. like charming and elicit emotions. Those are good. Things that I don't really post very much are things that are like just not really broadly relatable like Mm -hmm. too dark or like too political or stuff like that there's yes there's that and then there's also things where it's like people send me like in my dms interesting facts and it's okay this is interesting yes but it's just not interesting to people who don't have prior knowledge about the topic Mm -hmm. i gotta think of some examples you really have to like know your audience so well then so how do you engage with them how do you get to know them how do you get to understand what people are most interested in definitely by instagram's metrics i can see what people comment i can see people like dm me things afterwards or how much they like them and how Mm -hmm. much they share them so that's always pretty interesting and obviously like 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 the real glory is not the curation but it's like the people that actually are writing these articles and i'm like i edit wikipedia but i'm not like like a diehard editor there are some amazing like super super experienced wikipedia editors that are just doing such good work and yes i like will add sentences here or there or fix a citation or whatever but i feel like the real like beauty of the page is the the Wikipedia editors that are writing all this stuff for strangers to read. Yeah. Okay, then let's talk about how it works more. Because in, I guess, I don't have like extreme knowledge of how Wikipedia works. In my mind, it's like an online directory that anybody can edit, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there are like specific people who are like diehard Wikipedia editors that like don't get paid, but just like to edit pages? Exactly. Like there is (laughs) by a few years ago, an estimate was that the biggest Wikipedia editors were like the small group of three to 5,000 people, which is a lot, but considering that it's global, is really not as many as you might expect. There are like many more casual editors. And then if you count everyone who's ever edited a Wikipedia article, it's probably a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. But I guess what's surprising to me is that anyone can edit, but not a lot of people do edit. And the way it works is you make an account, but you don't even have to. You could just edit from your IP address and you don't have to have an account. And then if you're really brand new, there's increased scrutiny because it's like, if you're going to be vandalizing a page, like you, I don't know, people will want to like, don't be careful if it's a brand new person. But yeah, and then once you make more and more edits, you get more and more privileges. There are certain topics that are very like controversial. For example, Donald Trump abortion, like just hot topics where you might have people trying to push an agenda and Wikipedia should not be a place where you can push an agenda. So pages like the, like that are Mm -hmm. locked for new editors. And so you have Mm -hmm. to prove yourself and then you can edit. And one big issue that I should mention in terms of Wikipedia is the fact that the editor base is largely white, largely English speaking, largely Mm. male. And so there are some current efforts, which are really amazing to try to get more female editors, more POC editors, more like 
international editors that have in like amazing knowledge about these like very specific things that we can put on Wikipedia in different languages. Yeah. So overall, like it's just this like machine that works on the power of like very smart, very dedicated, just like extremely diligent volunteers, which is so amazing. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. the way the internet was supposed to be. Yes. Um, yeah. I just find it really interesting that everybody volunteers. Wikipedia as an organization, do they pay people? Right. They do. They have the Wikimedia Foundation mm-hmm. and there are full time employees, but the editors are. Okay. And how would you just, what would you describe your editorial status as a casual My editor? Yeah. Yeah. I would call myself like a casual editor. Like I fix typos. Here and there, I'll have a passion and I'll look on Wikipedia and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe they didn't mention this. And then I'll look at the talk page and I'll either say, oh, we should talk about this. Or I'll just like, if it's something chill and like simple, I'll just directly edit. Or I'll like add a citation. Sometimes citations don't work. Like you'll click on the citation and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a, a dead link. This doesn't work. And so I'll sometimes like clean stuff up like that. I think it would be amazing if I were like hardcore and started doing like really like meaty edits, like making a bunch of new pages and like cutting a bunch of random fat. But right now, just based on like my time availability and stuff, I I do more small edits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of people are the people that do these big edits? I don't know. It's really hard because Wikipedia isn't an organization Mm -hmm. where you're all together very often. Like, mm-hmm. it's just people at their computers, like, remotely. Yeah. What What is your experience, like, with the culture of Wikipedia? Because you're, like, in it. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia, like, they they like me, as far as I know. They're definitely not <laughs> angry that I have made an Instagram and TikTok about yeah. them. Like, if they have, like, new initiatives or like, Wikimedia Foundation events or, like, a new filter or whatever, they'll sometimes be like, hey, can you post about this? So I'm oh, all about cool. it. I had an edit-a-thon a couple months ago, which was exciting to get more people editing. Yeah. I love that's Wikipedia. Cool. All right. Yeah. Exciting. And let's go back to the Instagram page then, because I have some more questions about like how you grew your audience. I'm not very good at growing an Instagram following, I don't think. Like it's not really my strong suit. So what do you think that your secret to success was? Oh my gosh. I don't know if there was like a single secret. Probably the fact that it was quarantine. I had a lot of time and my summer internship got canceled. So I just spent like a lot of time on Wikipedia. And then additionally, I would like follow people that I thought would like the page. So I was just like, okay, like irreverent young people who like Mm -hmm. to learn. So I would go to like college pages and see who are really active users who appear to be in college. And I would follow them. And a lot of times they would follow back. Yeah. So I would do that. How else did I grow the page? I DM'd a lot of people that I thought were cool. And a lot of people that, like, I think are cool probably are, like, aligned with the vibe of the page. So some of them would follow back. And if they had big platforms and started resharing the posts, then we start reaching a lot of people. So I don't know if there's, like, a secret sauce. I know a lot of people, a lot of people on Instagram will grow in, like, really weird ways like they'll Mm -hmm. have post notifications on like meme pages and then immediately comment and then they'll comment their comment will get a lot of attention or people will like tag a lot of people in posts like tag famous Mm -hmm. people to try to get them to notice yeah so I don't know if there's any single way I know that's the problem I'm confused about the algorithm how do I master the algorithm Do you think that it's the hashtagging that you do? Is it your engagement? I don't know. 
I never do hashtags, so oh. I can't really speak to hashtags. Like, I'm I'm sure they're Have good for some people. Have you never ever done hashtags, or you don't do it anymore? I'm sure I've done like some here and there, yeah. but but that's just not been part of your strategy. It's just not part of my strategy. I, just, I don't okay. know. I just yeah. Okay. And what is your engagement like with your audience? Like, how well do you know them? <laughs> That's a great question. I think you I must like... have people that like comment regularly and yeah. you see their name all the time or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I feel like I'm friends with because they'll respond a bunch or comment a bunch. But then in reality, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're not actually friends. Like we just yeah. have been having this like online camaraderie for a year. But I think that there are definitely people that will comment on like, almost every post and to see that there's a community even if it's a kind of small like just commenting community that is so, so fun for me girl your community is huge what are you talking about <laughs> i think that's true it's hundreds of thousands of people yeah. following but then the commenters like the like you know okay, like the yeah. tight core of like really frequent commenters like that's mm -hmm. probably in the hundreds yeah that's still amazing like, you're doing great <laughs> i wanted to ask you too about your website and how you have merch <laughs> yeah so i started selling mugs to pay for my college because i was just like wow i spend literally all my time working on this yeah instagram page and i also have thousands of dollars to pay for college so i'm not in it to like cash out in any way but it's yeah. just like great that i could sell mugs with funny wikipedia articles give yes. like a big portion of profits back to Wikipedia and then also pay off college. That is so amazing. And that really gives power to the fact that you have done such a good job of growing your audience and that they're like willing to spend the money to support you, which is so great. Yeah, that's super cool. What do you have planned next for Depths of Wikipedia? What's coming up? <laughs> um, That's a good question. I've been making TikToks more. I feel like TikTok is like exciting to me because mm -hmm. the reach can be so big and the growth can be so fast. So that's really fun. How's your experience been growing on that platform? It's so different. Like it's so different. I don't know. It's like sometimes I'll post something that I think is really good and it'll get a thousand views. And then sometimes I'll post something that I think is really dumb and it'll get a million views. So yeah. it feels very unpredictable. I also don't really know my audience. Like the people that are commenting, like they it's very likely that they just saw it in their for you page and don't really mm -hmm. know what it is. Whereas Instagram, if you're seeing it, it's pretty likely that you're already following. Yeah. So they're definitely different, but TikTok's been fun. One other thing is that I have a newsletter now. It's been really cool. fun. Every week I send out like a bunch of trivia about a specific topic. So a lot of the trivia comes from Wikipedia and then I'll be like, okay, if you're in the mood for some rabbit holes, here you go. So it's fun to like, talk about things in more depth than Instagram really lends itself to. But yeah, those are like the biggest things right now. Yeah. How long, how much time do you think that you spend on Wikipedia? Okay, actually on wikipedia.com. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, like a half hour a day, maybe? Okay, on that's average. Not too bad. Really okay. not too bad. Before it was more. Like before yeah. I would spend like a while. Like I would really be searching for like, the best Wikipedia articles for a while. Yeah. But, but now, I don't know. I feel like I have like, a good repository of like good posts in my mm -hmm. head. And also people will send me so stuff. Yeah. That mm -hmm. makes it easier. Yeah. That's super cool. And have you ever put any 
monetization into your project? Of, oh, I've never paid for ads or anything. Like mm-hmm. I've never done that. But I do sell the merch mm-hmm. and then occasionally I'll do a brand deal. If a brand that I really like is we want to pay you to mention us, I'm not like closed off to that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. There's definitely pages that you that just feel like advertisements. Like it's just like, okay, all these posts are just dumb ads. I would never mm-hmm. want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I think like occasionally slipping in like some brands but also yeah, providing like, content Let's that go. people Yeah, I feel like that's the type of thing where it's I'm sorry if you don't like it, but yeah. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think I truly think that it's so cool that you have made money off of this and are supporting Wikipedia and are supporting your school and education because yeah, this is was a quarantine hobby that you've like really turned around and it's like super exciting. It's super cool. It's been super fun. Yeah. What has been the biggest surprise for you running this Instagram page? Oh my gosh, definitely like getting the attention of people that are like famous, <laughs> like yes. John Mayer follows and like oh Olivia Wilde likes it. And I'm trying to think of other people. There's just like some, or Troy Sivan followed from a really Ooh. like early time. I think that's the craziest thing for me. These people that are yeah. like so untouchable looking at the stupid captions I write like that part's really (laughs) crazy yeah that's awesome that's so cool and yeah I bet like every time someone shares your content that's like even quasi famous you just get a nice little boost (laughs) I know I'm just like whoa okay (laughs) yeah cool has there been like a particular effort or thing that you've done that you found that paid off the most I have to think about that also i'm so sorry i don't know what's going on but spotify just keeps spontaneously playing so i'm gonna i don't know what's going on but like something on my computer is like really bugging out because spotify just started playing like serious um, trying to get at you i'm so sorry i did not anticipate any of this things that have paid off i think just like frequent posting like instagram just really rewards Mm. accounts that post like every day and even more so with tiktok just like pushing content like that's I think been good in terms of getting a lot of followers it's hard when you are a content creator to continuously push out content do you have you're a student right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and do you go to school full-time yeah I'm a full-time student I'm like pretty busy and this is not my like number one like priority like I mean, I mean, it is, I guess, but <laughs> I still have a full-time job, basically, of classes yeah. for this neuroscience degree. And even if I, I'm not sure if I'm really going to traditionally use it, if I'm going to actually be a neuroscientist, probably not. But still, it's like this like social media hobby is still a hobby. I feel like I could turn it into a job or I could use it as like a launch pad to do something else in media. I think while, yes, there are days where I'm not very inspired to put anything out there I have enough like ideas saved up where it's not really that big of a deal to I don't know just push something out there when people send submissions in that makes it really easy too a lot of the time the things I send are in fact like really interesting so yeah that makes it easier that's awesome that's great It's amazing that you've grown your audience in this way. Perfect. Okay. So if we want to find this Instagram page, what do we do? Where do we go? Okay. Open up your phone. 
Um, <laughs> go to Instagram, Depths of Wikipedia. There's also Depths of Amazon for funny Amazon products, Depths of Craigslist for funny Craigslist posts. I'm also on TikTok. Sign up for my newsletter. And I think that's every that's all the big stuff. <laughs> All right, sweet. I will put all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I loved chatting with you about Instagram. I have still 100,000 questions about how the algorithm works, but that's all right. I'm going to get there one day. Yeah, someday. None of us know. We're, I we're know, all right? in the dark. <laughs> I feel like I'm subject to like Zuck's whims, like whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you let, he's, I'll let you know how it's going to go. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, good luck out there. But anyways, this has been the Hacker Noon Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to like it, share it, and subscribe to it. You can find us at Hacker Noon on all the socials and stay weird and I'll see you on the internet. Bye-bye. Hacker Noon Podcast.